This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. Hello and welcome to a new and slightly belated episode of Broken Front Wings, the F1 podcast on energy sport. We are going to start by reviewing the French Grand Prix, of course. We would normally have had a review for you out earlier on, but we encountered a boatload of technical difficulties when we tried to record, and so we decided we would just wrap it up into one episode with the Styrian Grand Prix preview. I am joined as ever by Matthew Henderson, and once again we have the wonderful Taylor Murray hopefully alongside us with his microphone working. Yeah, I think if any time he drops out, he's definitely lying. Cause I think My he's just anxiety t- to... <laughs> goes through the roof every yeah. time it sees Taylor dropping out. <laughs> After the day that we had on Monday, honestly, I think I was ready to pull my hair out, honestly. That was a fun time. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised, surprised that the French Grand Prix wasn't a snooze fest. I had to quickly cancel my alarms for my afternoon nap as soon as I got interesting. But um, yeah, our, it was good. Our cursing and our yeah, our cursing worked. Second race exactly. that we predicted was going to be a snooze that, fest. That's true. And it has been an absolute belter. So we did it know. for the Spanish Grand Prix as well, didn't we? We did indeed. We're gonna you're just gonna have sadly not Monaco, but you know, some things mm, can't be saved. To be fair, to be fair, I had a good result. That is like, true. The result was good. So, can't complain about the Monaco, can you? That is true, but we will be, any race that we think is going to be boring, we will be cursing it and we will be bringing you an exciting race. You have us to thank for... Come on, title fight in Abu Dhabi. title fight in Abu Dhabi and the newly changed Abu Dhabi. Oh, that's true, and actually. Well, yeah, yeah. yes, we will be getting on to that just a little bit later on as well. So, French Grand Prix, let's get straight into that. Driver of the day from that race, gentlemen. Oh, God. Um, oh, that's a good question. Ooh. I'll let you guys go first. All right, put me in the spot. Um, Alistair, yeah, I'll let you, go, you go first. <laughs> uh, well, that's just not fair. <laughs> you, can't make me, you can't make me go first. You can't make well, me we go are. first. Well, as soon as you have made me go first, I'm going to go with with uh, Max Verstappen. I think the oh. deficit that he, he... The undercut that they pulled off and... Pole and the fact that he got Lewis Hamilton and passed him, it was excellent. I think it has to. Yeah. I think Max Verstappen has to be a strong contender. Definitely, definitely a a, a very good race from old Max Verstappen. But yeah, I think my driver of the day has to be Daniel Ricciardo. He no! finished. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to go for him as well, weren't you? Yeah. It's fine. Just go for Nikita Mazepin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he did finish a race, so you know credit. Well, I mean, he's actually not been that shit. To be fair, he's just I don't know. He's fun. It's fun to take the piss out of. But anyways, um, yeah, my driver today has to be Daniel Ricciardo. He he's back. I in my eyes, he did exactly what he's known for. He had some really good overtakes, some not easy ones as well. He had to work for them, and and before he's he, out in Q one this weekend. Oh God! Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, you're a Ferrari fan, just remember mm-hmm. that. I'm um, impartial. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you are, you fuck. I'm impartial. <laughs> you're not. Anyways, and I'm not, I'm a, and I'm not a Lando Norris fan, uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, he was able to make the most of it. The that McLaren, he, him and Lando had a good race, P five and six for the team. Ferrari finished out the points. So for the constructors' championship, that means McLaren are on one hundred and ten, and Ferrari are on ninety four. So, so excuse me, that it's a pretty good result. Ferrari and had then, a, a shocking yeah. race, of course, there with various tyre issues, which didn't help their case. I think both finished 11th and 16th yeah. in the race, having qualified 5th and 7th, which is not great, but, you know, onwards and upwards, and onwards and upwards, indeed, to discuss our team of the day from that. Actually, no, Taylor, you didn't get to say your driver of the day. Who would you go with? Um, I was going to say, you know, Daniel Ricciardo, but I feel like Matthew's covered everything why he did have a great race. But, <laughs> you know, I'm going I'm to have give him the credit he's due because I feel what he did was not underlooked, but it was also overlooked in a way. If there's even mm-hmm. such a thing as being mm. underlooked and overlooked. Yeah. I, know, but, I know what you mean. Um, I know what you mean. Um, Sergio Perez, he is, yeah. I said this, he's arguably the best second driver you could possibly have. Oh, he, yeah. knows, he understands the role. He knows exactly what's required of him. He doesn't let his ego take any knocks because he knows if there's a chance, that his, the, his team will let him take it. But he also knows understands that if there's a faster, if his teammate's faster, give him the opportunity. But the fact is he went so long on one stint just shows his talent for caress. I'm just going to say it, caressing the wheel. Oh, yes, he caresses that wheel, he conserves the tyres, he knows how to do it. I really don't understand how, because when I look at him, it looks like he's pushing the car like anything else. But yet, his tyres are just like angelic, they're just smooth, they're just like, yes, let's, let's just go for it. He's pretty good, eh? Um, and then you've got somebody like a second driver like Bottas, who struggles to even complete five laps in the same tyre, but and struggles to even you know keep up after that and can't overtake so i'm gonna give the credit to perez for this one yeah i think i mean you hear that about bottas but you know if he has his porridge then you know he can i think it was 2019 that the the porridge memes came out about bottas that was that was quite funny if he has his porridge (laughs) but yeah no mercedes i mean it's a one for good points sorry two four for for them but yeah, Bottas kind of got very feisty on the radio. I've seen a lot of people trying to calmly describe it, but no, he was shouting and screaming, and he was a screaming toddler, really, wasn't he? I don't know. I, I don't know if that's fair for to class Valtteri as a screaming toddler. I think he was perfectly within his rights at that point. Oh, he, he was. Knew, he, he, just knew sounded what, like... he knew what was about to happen. Yeah, he just. I, I, I just the way it sounded, it sounded quite funny. But yeah, no, you're right. He 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 got screwed over. <laughs> They could have protected the undercut, he... but... What I was going to say is, I feel like, uh, see when you get into that situation, where if Bottas is so convinced, right, that he was, uh, he wasn't going to last, I feel like he needs to then take charge, like, demand, tell him to say that he's got to come into pit and basically force his team's hands. That's where, you know, they're saying you love and die by a sword. Like, if that fucks up, then obviously he's got to take the wrath of it, but... That's where the bravery for him needs to come in and be like that. Yeah. I, I'm struggling. Let me do this. And if it doesn't work, then obviously it's all on me. But, you know, he, he just followed his team's, uh, you know, uh, 
strategy. Obviously, Mercedes did, you know, strategy team did take the blame in the end, but uh, I feel like if Bottas was just a little bit braver, you know, was more forceful about doing it, maybe, you know, he could have put on more of a fight than he did. But, yeah, that's, I think that is just down to Mercedes, you know, miscalculating that one, can we say. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, team of the day, who are we well, looking at for that? I don't really think that we all need to give our own one because, well, actually, I, there's two contenders. I would say oh. there's two contenders. Yeah, I was about to say it's obviously Red Bull, but then no, McLaren are pretty good. I think I'll go with Red Bull. Um, it was a class strategy call from them. They learned the lesson from Spain. They, I mean, they took a gamble. That really, if that race was two laps shorter, then they would not have, um, not have got there, and we would have been talking, um same way we were after the Spanish Grand Prix but no they did a really good job and they they took the risk and it paid off really and Perez was did a good job as well was right up there where they needed him mm-hmm. I, I would agree Red Bull and McLaren are the way for that one Taylor do you agree yeah 100% I don't feel like there's any other you know standouts or even knowledge uh, you know in our team that you could probably say when you've got some a team that executes a plan such as Red Bull that does it so perfectly and then you've got I know a team in the midfield that does the exact same and executes it perfectly there's yeah they're the two that need the credit and nobody else should get the limelight <laughs> yeah I think um, McLaren do need a, quite a bit of credit for looking after their tyres as well they um, struggled a lot less I think that's partly just down to their, their car but also the drivers just managed to uh, protect their tyres quite well. They did, indeed. And that will conclude our review of the French Grand Prix. And we're going to get—we're giving you a two for one today. Aren't you all lucky people listening to us? Two for one. We're now going to have a look forward to this weekend's Styrian Grand Prix. Although one other small order of business on the French Grand Prix is Romain Grosjean's test was postponed yet again, unfortunately, for him, but it is still going to happen at some point in the future, apparently. So, round eight, Styria, race two of the triple header, and the first of two races that are taking place at the Red Bull Ring in Austria. So, are we looking forward to it, chaps? What's What's our feelings on this one? Yeah, um... As a, a Lando Norris fan, I was I loved the Red Bull Ring last year. It was great. Love, uh, big Lando got his first podium. So, yeah, I mean it's a good track. It's a beautiful setting. It's absolutely stunning. Um, and yeah, it's a good track. Uh, Red Bull should be good around it. Hopefully, Max Verstappen wins it because I mean I, f- I expect there to be fans there. So the Dutch fans are extra mental, and. Uh, yeah, it's just a good race, <laughs> usually, anyways. And, well, of course, last year when we had the first two, the first double header at a track that we have seen, the, they didn't decide to vary the tyre specification. Yeah. Which kind of led to a bit of a boring race in the second race. However, this year they are. So the compounds. Are they doing that this year? That's good. The compounds will be a step softer for the second race, which will be the Austrian Grand Prix itself, the Styrian Grand Prix, 
they are on the C2 hard, C3 medium, C4 soft, whereas next weekend the C3 is the hard, C4 the medium and the C5 the soft. So they go one step softer for the next race and of course not that we want to curse this but it is forecast to rain very heavily this weekend across the whole weekend. I mean, yes, I mean, it didn't it rain, was it Was it the first or second race last year that it rained? I can't remember. It um, rained during the the uh, the qualifying for that spectacular ah, That's That's Lewis, what it was. Lewis Hamilton pulled out what, in my view, is one of his most spectacular pole positions. Yeah, that was good, actually. Yeah, no, I couldn't remember. Um... Yeah, that was quite good. Um, I mean, it's always forecast, but you never know. We could have another Imola where it was like pissing it down before the race, and then they had kind of the drying track scenario. Because although wet race is interesting, the, the strategy is just like wet tire, wet tire. Okay, they're changing. They're coming for pits. What tire are they going to go for? Wet. When it's drying, we kind of maybe start on either the wets or the intermediates, and then the, the, it's an interesting strategy call when they switch over. So. Yeah, that's usually quite interesting. And of course, wet races normally mean a heavy opportunity for carnage as yes. well, which is always nice to see, so long as nobody gets hurt. But we're still looking forward to that. So who, who's our money on this weekend for the win, then? Ooh. Now, I feel like everybody has just got a jump on the bandwagon of Verstappen to win this, and... I would absolutely love that because, you know, me, I love oh, Red yeah. Bull, I love Christian Horner, as I've probably said before. And oh, Christian Horner's I'd... brilliant, though, isn't he? He's just, yeah. he's sassy, I love it. I just, I just love the shithouse that he does, like, he blatantly <laughs> moans about stuff that, you know, he clearly does. He yeah. also just is petty where things are not going right, but he just petty in a way it's respectable. Mm-hmm. I just love everything about it, and, you know, Drive to Five was good for some things, good for others, but just Christian Horner just speaking to the camera, he just looked like he could not be arsed with Netflix in general. <laughs> yes. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, so, him and Total Wolf, like have their spat is broken. <laughs> They're both just moaning about each other. Like Total Wolf called Christian Horner a blow bank it's just like <laughs> just funny. And I can, you can already see it with Netflix, you know, it's gonna open up with this big rivalry about tension between these two, you know, the, down, the wings, <laughs> oh, yeah. the downforce, oh, yeah. and then it's just going to end up, you know, just calming down. So, um, anyway, Alistair, back to your question. Um, everybody's going to jump in for, uh, the bandwagon for Stappen to win this, because Red Bull home ring, I'd love that, so please tell her be wrong. But, I'm going to go with, <clears throat> now this is a shout, Bottas to win. You say everyone's mm-hmm. going to jump on the bandwagon of Verstappen, but I also had Bottas down for the Ooh! win. Really? Bottas? Yes. <laughs> I You better have his porridge then. I th- he always goes well at the Red Bull ring. Yeah, took pole took pole in the wind there last year. Pole in the wind twenty seventeen. Took his first podium there. He goes well there. I mean my my money isn't on a Mercedes, I don't think. I've I to be fair, it's probably gonna shock people that none of us look at Max Verstappen, but I'm gonna put my money on Perez. Ooh, shout! I'd love that. I'd actually yeah. be a proud da. If you want to <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that he's Honestly. well older than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After Baku, he was there. I was like, ah, 
I'm proud of you, son. You, you, you <laughs> didn't think it was going to happen, but I'm proud that you're no. there. <laughs> I know. It, 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 it was a proud moment to see him on the podium. And he, he was kind of not a bit upset about it, but he was like, he was emotional. It was good. And obviously, yeah, it's just good to see. It's what we like to see. But also, I mean, I, I, I was also, I'd probably put my money on Red Bull to like ease it off. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Mental, we, we, mental one McLaren could come through. Even McLaren, more mental. Even more mental one Mazepin sweeps the field. <laughs> <laughs> Just drives across the grass. Can I go on an outlandish shout? Mm-hmm. Oh, go for it. Mm-hmm. I think George Russell. George Russell oh, is good finish. Eight or above. Eight or above. Oh, I'm going for that. I'm going to write that. I'm going to write that <laughs> yeah, down with no, an asterisk, no. Taylor, and see no, if that honestly, happens. I would. I would say points, but you know, George Russell uh, getting it at tenth. I would not be over surprised by that because he's such he a good driver. Finished last time. Yeah, he, like, he qualified fourteenth. And he's getting everything out of that Williams car. But I don't know. I feel like he's just got to find this extra power for somewhere for this this weekend, and he's got to finish eighth. Now, skip forward to a uh, week's time where George Russell is out on the first lap. But <laughs> if he is out on the first out. corner, I am going to laugh <laughs> at that. <laughs> I've got I've got that written mm. down there, big big letters in the bottom of my of my notes oh, yeah. there. George Russell to finish eighth or above, says Taylor Murray. <laughs> come on, so, George! Come on, George! You can do it. You need to put them. You need to put them. Do it. My Perez prediction. Mm. Not doing that. And um, speaking of a Mercedes driver, let's move on to another Mercedes driver because it's been said today that Lewis Hamilton has opened contract talks with Mercedes and at least according to Autosport, they are very positive so far. How long is Hamilton staying for and how long are they going to haggle over it, do we reckon? <laughs> well, I mean, Toto Wolf jokingly said in the media that it could be February next year, but we later find out that he was just um, just making it up just for the hell of it. Um, I my predictions is of to the end of next year. My predictions another the one year, year contract. You reckon? I I think so. Um, a one or two year contract. One mm. or two. Um, I probably put my money on one. To be fair. I think he's probably more. I think if he's going to stay, he's going to stay around for more than a year. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to say, really. Is indeed there's only one man who knows the answer, and that is Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes with what he wishes to do. And of course, there's another small piece of news which has been rejoiced at by <laughs> many, which is that <laughs> Abu Dhabi, Yas Marina, the circuit there, they yes. are going to be making some changes to the circuit. Oh, I can't wait. This is now, they're, go- they're adding in. They're taking out a chicane and adding in a hairpin in favour of it, and they're modifying another chicane to put in another hairpin. Is it going to make much difference, do we think, or is it just going to be like putting a sticking plaster on a cannon wound? Well, I mean, it can't get any worse, can it? So... Don't say that! <laughs> Why not? I mean, it can't. It might. <laughs> I don't think it will. I don't think it will make it any worse. Might not make it any better, but I don't think it'll make it any worse. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, I admire the optimism to make it straight more... off the bat. No, no. Yeah, changes to make the race more racy, as um, probably the untechnical term to use. 
<laughs> um, changes to make the track more overtakeable is another untechnical term to use. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, use all the untechnical terms other than just say, go fast, zoom, zoom, pass. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, I saw, a, I saw a meme on Instagram. It was like, I'm not sure um, F1 needs subtitles. Mm. Like a car in front of loads of Zoom adverts. <laughs> so that was quite funny. That was class. So there you go. That's the official broken front wings viewpoint on the circuit changes to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Cargo Zoom Zoom go past. <laughs> and another small last minute piece of news that we are going to talk about before we wrap up is that, of course, Silverstone have announced today that they will be the British Grand Prix will be taking place in front of a capacity crowd and I think we know one man who is very very happy about that because he's never mentioned it at all Matthew oh yeah yeah I, I think I might have dropped it in the conversation once or twice um, but yeah no I'm absolutely chuffed a bit so obviously I'll need a test before I go in but honestly I'd rather have a test and go and then not go it, it's a bit of a it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take having to swab up my nose and one right down my throat all the way to my arse cheeks it feels like I hate them but I mean it's worth it they aren't fun but of course at least it means the new sprint qualifying format will be able to take place in front of fans and also means that energy sport won't have to resort to stock images for F1 articles for a while there you have it it's a victory for all concerned (laughs) thank you very much for listening to us we'll see you again very very shortly and please do have a good day bye bye